everybody. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Bella. And today we are joined by the fabulous Kathy Wakili. I'm great. It's nice to meet you, Jennifer. Yes, you too. I'm very excited to talk about food. <laughs> I um, join, uh, of course, by Bella's publisher, Jennifer DeSillis, and I had the opportunity to meet Kathy um, literally the day that we went on lockdown. Um, she had invited me over to her beautiful home uh, to come on her own podcast um, to just talk about Bella and women and working together and um, food, which... <laughs> <laughs> she now know she now knows how much I hate to cook. However, from when I met from the moment that I met her, uh it, it you know when there's people that you're like, oh my God, where have you been all my life? Like I feel like I know you. And we had this beautiful spread, which I went to I had no shame in my game. Like when there's food, I'm I, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love I was that. like in my head I was like, I don't know if she's expecting me to like be like, you know stuffy and whatnot i'm eating because i'm hungry yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and it was That's delicious. all about 100 yeah. but you about. listen but you were so gracious and so kind oh, thank you so thank you. i My wanted pleasure. to wanted to i wanted to bring you on and so we could talk um all things that you have going on um and especially the vibrant energy that you have on social media with your family sharing recipes i think it's so so heartwarming i mean anytime that i come on your video will come up and i either will see uh it's either you your son uh i see glimpses of your husband in there back you know yeah. in there um i just laugh so much when i saw um your mother was it your mom or your mother-in-law who was making pasta my mom it was your mom, my mom. yeah making pasta from scratch which uh how do we even begin to... I've done that and it's hard. It's not, it's not as hard as I thought. I did it in Italy and I, yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, one of my favorite things. Yeah. So let's It's really it. not as hard as you, you, you think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have no interest in... Life. So well, when this is all over... <laughs> you can make me some pasta and I'll okay, stop. So like, Come on over and I'll teach you. <laughs> I will take you up on that. Great. So Great. let's start from the beginning. You were a former New Jersey housewife. Yes. And from, uh, from that moment, where, you know, obviously share what you feel comfortable sharing. Yeah. How, has you how have you felt that the show itself impacted, um, number one, your life, and number two, kind of propelled you and taken you down this path that you're now on? Um, you're an author. You're uh, a podcast host. Um, and you have, you have, you have, you know, your own set projects going on. And, and again, um, so touched by your kindness, your charm. Um, so let's start from the beginning and just, you tell us your, your story. So basically when I was approached to join the show, um, I really didn't know what to expect. You know, uh, I had known everyone on the show already, but I really did not know, uh, what went into filming or what was you know what it was going to be like so to have any expectations for myself personally i just thought it would be a fun thing to do a fun experience it would you know just be something new and a challenge because I'm, I'm i'm an extrovert but also at the same time i i get shy when i know that there's a lot of people watching me so I, like i get in my head about that so I just thought it would be a fun challenge and help me to be a little bit more brave in that respect. So 
um, I joined and then immediately the producers would ask me, well, what are you passionate about? What are you doing today? That's how we, they would plan scenes. And I was like, well, I'm cooking for my family, you know, be with my family. And I, they would film me in the kitchen from that, the viewers, and then there would be conversation, whatever daily life that goes on. Cause my part of my home and, um, you know, the ins and outs of whatever's happening in daily life. And then, uh, the viewers really related to not only my relationship with my family, but me cooking. And they wanted to see more of that. And so from that, I, it was something I loved to do always and, and always, you know, aspired to have do more in that realm, you know, in the culinary world. But I never thought, you know, something when, when you do something your whole life, you kind of take it for granted. And then when someone from the outside sees it, they see something in you that you, like I said, took for granted all your life. You knew you were pretty good at it, but you don't think that you're great at it. You just think that's part of your life. And um, the viewers really saw that and they really wanted to see more of it. And so I, we gave them more. And so from that launched, you know, curiosity and, and requests for recipes. And then I got a, reached out from um, St. Martin's Press reached out to me. They wanted me to write a cookbook for them. And, you know, so that's how that happened. And then people just wanted more, more and more. And so then I started to develop ideas and a, a you know, dreams to be more involved in the culinary world on a professional level. And that's how it all, you know, just came to fruition. Just sometimes you don't expect things to happen, especially when you are put on, you have a platform, you automatically, you get a lot of, you know, a lot of interest. And then there's so many different opportunities that come at you all at once. And you're at crossroads and you have to start thinking about, well, is this really who I am? Or am I going to just jump into something just because the opportunity came? And so that's a balance that you have to really take into consideration. And for me, it was who I was uh, being in the culinary world and doing more of that. And whenever opportunities came to me, because there were so many that came to me about starting different businesses or starting different product launches or whatever, um, I, I really analyze everything that comes to me or any opportunity that comes to me and think, is this something that is true to me? Is this something that I would be good at? Is this something I want to learn more about? Is this something that is really who I am before I just jump and say, oh, I'm going to make a quick buck at this? I am in love with that response just because it, it really portrays, I mean, I obviously have only met you once, but you know, we, we get this sense of, of people, especially when they're on reality TV or in they're in the media that we're mm -hmm. seeing them portrayed one way. And then they are that way, uh, in real life. And I also think that, you know, personalities and even, you know, desires or paths, just like you said, get misconstrued when, um, you're bombarded with celebrity and fame and right. all of a sudden your life is completely magnified into something that you never anticipated or, you know, maybe didn't even want. But right. um, as you said, you kind of picked, you, you, you picked and you chose um, the path that you wanted to go on. And um, I mean, from my interpretation, you picked wisely you chose wisely thank and, you <laughs> <laughs> um just because one of the things that i again you know you you're you're kind of 
given a brief of who you're meeting when you're meeting them and who this right. person is and whatnot. But then I took it upon myself to just do some research and um, it felt very um, just authentic and genuine and, and real, which at the end of the day, I think is what we all want is just to connect with each other as we are. Absolutely. You know, um, when you meet someone, you want to know that you're really meeting them and not a version of them, a scripted version of them, you know, like we, we, that's what we have like soap operas for, or that's what we have movies for because we could watch say Jennifer Aniston playing a role. And, you know, we're not really sitting down with Jennifer Aniston. We're, we're watching whoever the character that the writers drummed up, you know, but when, when it comes down to human connection and you want to really believe what the person's saying and what, you know, you want, it's, it's, you know, walk the walk, talk the talk, be the person that you, you claim to be. Otherwise, like, what do we, what do we have in this world? You know, we, we have, we have superficial things that we can connect to all day long, but it's really the human connection and what we take from one another as far as, uh, you know, what we come away from each other when we speak to one another is really what's important and really what this world needs a lot more of amazing and and can so just identify and relate to that response just because i believe the same thing how are you and your family doing during all of this how are you <laughs> coping <laughs> well luckily we are all alive we haven't killed each other yet um <laughs> there's a lot of comic relief in this household um my husband is hysterical i mean you he, got to he, re he really is <laughs> and honestly ter i was like briefly terrified for a second i was yeah. like Rafaela, we need to make a run for it right now right. <laughs> but then when you get to know him it's who he is he says what he's feeling but then there's a like he's dry and then he's crazy and then he's he says what, exactly what he's thinking at the moment and a lot of times it's really funny and um, you can't take him that serious at all because he comes out like with a straight face he's got that whole demeanor about him but it's a joke and it's been hard at the same time because I know deep down that we all want to get on with life and we want to be doing things that we need to be doing to, to be successful human beings and go move forward in life. But the pause has been a great thing for me as a mom, because I, I get a chance to spend more time with my kids and they're adults now. So, and they're always going. And I know that this is a, this pause, I, I like to look at it as a gift because soon my daughter will be getting married. My son is going to be moving out. And I feel like this is just a little surprise gift that I've been given to spend all this time with them. And um, as a result of it, we've been cooking a lot more together, um, watching more movies together as a family. We haven't done that since they were kids. Um, we've always made a point to have our family meals. Like even when my son was commuting into the city and working, uh, getting out of work and not home until about 8.30 at night. My daughter was working in school at the same time. We would, we would, my husband and I would halt our, you know, our meal time and wait until the kids got home so we could have a family meal together at least maybe four or five times a week. So that's not something unusual for us because we always felt that's really, really important. Even if it's a quick meal, but just that time for all of us to connect talk about our day, what's going on. It's, it's, um, it's been something that we've a common practice in our house. 
so it, that. Yeah, and it does. So this, all of this, doesn't feel that foreign, and that's something that um, I think, you know, because people also have asked me, and I know for you, Jen, you had to, mm. you, you had to take necessary measures for your own mental sanity <laughs> to kind of deal well, because you know, I can't imagine living in. Um, a small apartment and having right. to go through this is it's extremely challenging let alone um you know i obviously i have a house and i have children and but at, just like you kathy i we always spent a lot of time together so for right. us this doesn't really feel like much of a challenge um and my although my husband keeps hinting he's like you see you really don't need to an office you could just work from home and I'm like yeah no. yeah <laughs> in your in your dreams but yeah. like I need yeah. to get out of here <laughs> right exactly um, so I I mean I and I'm sure many of the listeners uh love your podcast eat live Thank love you. indulge what was the inspiration behind it so the inspiration behind it was and getting back to your your previous question as well it loops in a bit I we do miss entertaining and having friends over and having, you know, everyone join us around our table and me cooking. Cause they're like, you know, I cook for hundreds. It seems like all the time, even just a simple family meal. I don't know how to scale it back. So <laughs> it's an Italian thing. It's a it Dominican is. thing. It is. It's, it's a my, Lebanese thing. It's, the Lebanese. It's, I'm, I was going to say I'm Lebanese and every okay. holiday we cook, we cook so much food. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. who are we cooking for? <laughs> We're going to have so much food left over. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then part of it is sharing that love with one another and your friends and extended family and all that. And so the, the table just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And so that's something that we have missed during this whole quarantine is not being able to socialize with our friends in our own homes. Like, I don't really even care to go out. You know, it would be nice to go and have, get dressed up, although none of my clothes fit me, but I'd like <laughs> to get uh, dressed up and go have a drink and a nice dinner out somewhere with friends and all that. But I don't mind. I, I miss really having people over and having people around my table. So the, the, the basis of my podcast started just like that. It was, you know, these videos that you see me putting out there uh, of us cooking together and eating together. And that's basically, everybody wants to be part of that, right? It's, it's something that it just, even if you're not sitting at the table physically, it's, it feels good to be able to feel like you're a fly on the wall or you are part of that or something that you're watching of our, us cooking together, the silliness of, you know, the stuff that you don't expect is is happening right before your eyes and it makes you feel like oh they're just like us and we do that same stuff in our home when we're cooking together and you know so that's where eat live love indulge came from it was about the food that we love to eat the the living together going and living your best life living out there going out and experiencing life together uh, love what you do and the people that you're with. And then every once in a while, it's nice to indulge and, and indulging in good conversation, great food. Um, maybe it's a spa treatment. Maybe it's indulging in a, a little luxury here or there. Maybe it, but that life is meant to be indulged in, you know, whether it's being with the ones you love, taking a, a really nice vacation, whatever it is. So indulge me in the conversation. Let's hear about your take on all this. And so that's how it was born. I want, I was feeling a little bit disconnected 
to people, some of my friends, some of um, people that I was connected to on social media, but they wanted more and wanted more conversation. So I decided that a podcast, not just a simple post, it's kind of an extension of my social media. And so it's things that I, the conversations of people I invite over, the people I invite around my table, their lives, their stories. Um, and that's how the podcast was born. It's, it's really fascinating um, to hear, obviously, you know, the inspiration behind, but I also think it roots a lot into your own culture, just because I know that for myself, um, you know, Dominicans are, are kind of Italians. It's always how we right. explain it. Like we're kind of Italians because just we, there's so much of um, just, we've been infused with so much of the, the Italian culture in our own upbringing um, that those are the things that I miss from not being right. home is the opportunities to have conversations, the opportunity to just get together. Like the going out, like you said, is so secondary for me. Uh, more important is even when I go back home, we literally will go out to a restaurant and order, you know, great food and have a bottle of wine and just sit and talk. Like that's all we do uh, through that. And we'll sit, I, I've closed down restaurants with my best friends. Right. Just exactly catching up and talking about life and you know looking ahead so it's really really um important you know that we not just that we do that but the premise of your podcast um it's an important light to shed on just what what brings us back to basics right human connection right. conversation so exactly um which is what's it's going exactly to be it. which was going to be another question that we had for you today, you know, how much is indulging, um, how much, how much is it okay to indulge without feeling the guilt, right? Because you mentioned not just right. conversation and food right. and a little bit of luxury. And I think that naturally as women, mothers especially, mm -hmm. we tend to feel the guilt when we oh. think about ourselves or we indulge in, in a little self-care or we indulge in you know, a little pick me up that nobody else either has to know about or that you don't want to share because I think we all have the right to do that. How much is too much? How much? Oh, is absolutely. Too much? How can you? Um, I think that yeah. um, it's hard to put a gauge on it because everybody's overindulgence would be different. It's all relevant to who they are, you know. But as far as um, you know, I, I always look at it whenever you have something that you love to indulge in whenever it becomes a problem for you or it interferes with your daily life or interferes with say your finances or interferes with the way you interact with other people if it's an interference then it's an overindulgence you know like right now we've been eating like crazy and um it's interfering with my wardrobe and it could be interfering <laughs> with my health <laughs> so i know that i've been overindulging and so now i'm like totally I don't feel guilty about it per se, but I feel like embarrassed of it. Like, what am I doing? Like this day we are going to eventually have to be out in society and I am not going to buy a new wardrobe and I'm going to <laughs> shoes on. So I don't really need to go buy new shoes because these don't fit. You know, oh my God. Um, it's that type of thing. So, um, so not maybe not necessarily guilt, but that reason. 
often about the overindulging with food, but um, with purchasing, so to say, you know, so we do sometimes feel like we, oh, you do feel guilty. Maybe I, I shouldn't have spent that or I shouldn't have. If it interferes with household, it's interfering with, everybody knows what their limit is or they should know what their limit is. And I think we need to set limits for one another, for ourselves, you know? And so that's really important. Um, with with self-care, uh, you, I don't think there's enough of that. So uh, you, as moms, you know, we always put our children first, always our families first. That's just what happens when you become a mother, it's just an instinct. Uh, and I haven't met anyone that hasn't done that, you know, as a mother. Um, the biggest problem is that we do feel guilty, but you know, the old saying when you're on an airplane and you know, the oxygen levels are going you put your mask on first because you need to be able to be whole to be able to take care of anybody else. So I think that as far as self-care as a mom, it's so important because if you are not there and you're not whole, you, how can you help take care of everyone else? And the best gift that you can give yourself is knowing when you need that break and knowing when you need to take care of yourself. Because, you know, your kids are going to go on with their life, but they're always going to want their mom. And as you, the best thing you can do for your kids as you get older is not have to put that burden of taking care of you on them. You know, that's major. Like you don't want to, you, you've taken care of your kids and you'll do it like with that, with your eyes closed, no problem at all, but you never want your kids to have to take care of you, you know, and because they still have their own lives to, to, to uh, live. And so I think it's really important, if not right now, but for long-term, self-care is really, really important. And who deserves to indulge more than a mom? I mean, I don't right. know anyone that deserves it more. I wish my mom would indulge more. Are you kidding me? Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm going to put this section on, like, replay in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. listen to this. Especially my, uh, I, can't, I can't complain. He's always, like, saying how much I you know, indulge in self-care, but I really do um, try to take care of them as much as I possibly can, obviously, with, you know, my, my oldest son says I take care of him way too, way too much, um, mm -hmm. which is why we bump, and I'm like, no, I don't, but, you know, just because right. I, I tell you to shower when you should. Um, <laughs> well, there's something in that also, I wanted to point out that there's something in that we as mothers, the, um, the, attention that we give maybe it's overbearing maybe you know the the care that we give to our families sometimes they don't really need as much as that we give them the attention that we give them or the pampering that we give them and it, it maybe will hold back their independence a little bit or their responsibilities a little bit but you know what in that care that we're giving them we're actually you know it's the old saying how you giving it's it's all in the giving that's what we get for ourselves. So that nurturing isn't only nurturing them, but it's nurturing a need that we have as mothers to take. Did I lose you? Hello? We're here. I think we lost you. Hello? We're here. Okay, Can good. Yes. Okay. We're back. <laughs> so did you get what I just said? Yes, I got it to, yeah. up to that point where we were like, you know, did I lose you? Did I not? Okay. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no, that, that works. And I think that's so, such um, 
just truthful and just honest advice in the sense that, you know, there is, it's, it's, I mean, the giving is important, but it's never truly about the giving. It's, you always, you always get something in return from the giving itself. So, um, it's important that we recognize that as, you know, mothers, human beings, that there is, um, a lot to be said in the giving and understanding why we're, why we're doing it also. So, You've been doing, and we've talked about it a little bit before, but you've been doing a lot of cooking more so than ever. Um, What are some easy, quick uh, things that um, you could share? And and, and not so much because we don't have, you know, hours on end to go through the recipe, but what are some tips that you could give us as far as um, you know, keeping essentials in the kitchen that you could put together a meal really quickly. Yes. Because I think that what's happening right now and and correct me if I'm wrong, is that Mm -hmm. before you did it out of love, now you're doing it because you, you have to, there's no other, but the fact that you have Mm -hmm. to cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So, you Mm -hmm. know, we make it a point to maybe order out once a week, right? Because I tell my husband, you're killing me here. You know, yeah. at, what, at what point? But um, when we do go to the grocery store, like, yeah, I'm to the point where I don't even know what to tell him to bring me home anymore because I'm, I'm like, I'm sick of looking at all the same ingredients. I'm sick of looking at the same right. things. Like, what do we do? Kathy, help. Well, well for, <laughs> for me, I find, <laughs> I find that having like canned goods, I don't really like a lot of canned goods, but beans, for instance, are, are a big staple that I always have in my pantry, different types of canned beans or dry beans. So um, I love to have chickpeas in the house because I love to throw them in the salad. They're a great source of fiber, a great source of protein. They, you know, I can make a hummus with them really quickly, the ones in the can, but I also have dry beans. Um, a lot of grains are, I know we, we try to hold back from our carbs, so I'll, I'll go with quinoa. Um, so like olives, I, if you like, I love olives. They're a great, a, you know, you can make a great sauce with just olives and, and capers and tomatoes. So canned tomatoes, I always have canned tomatoes in the house. Um, and you could put together a great rice and beans, all different kinds of spices with little, you don't really need a lot of meat, you know, in the house. But I like to keep a lot of vegetables because you can make, you know, a great meal with just vegetables, sauteed vegetables like olives and, um, I'm sorry, not olives, onions and garlic are in every single dish or every meal. I use onions and garlic, especially now during this, this time, you need to keep your immune system boosted up and onions and garlic are really important. Um, they're antiviral uh, vegetable or food. Um, so like a quick sauce with a pasta sauce or is, is easy to put together with just capers, olives, maybe canned tuna and, t- and tomato and tomatoes, um, canned tomatoes, little garlic, olive oil, and it comes together so quickly, so easily. Um, again, right, be, you, you're no stranger to rice and beans, I'm sure. That's an easy, economical. At least once you, a week in this house. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's tasty. It's I'll, great. I'll text Jennifer and I'm like, I'm frying chicken and rice and beans. Yeah, right now. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I'm so yeah, proud it's... of all the cooking you've been doing. I I never used to cook that often. I mean, I've always liked it, but mm-hmm. since this all started, I've made it a point. Like, you know what? I'm gonna really teach myself how to cook, and it just it relaxes me. It de-stresses me. I've been cooking 
every night and I love it. I don't know who I think I'm at. I am. I don't think I'm that good at it, but I really love. You'd be surprised. Cooking. Yeah. Be surprised. And that's what I was going to say. Sure really I have impressed myself. Like I made right. eggplants last week with, cause I, I love eggplants. Me you too. Can, it's my favorite vegetable. Oh my God. I can eat it every day and any which way you give it to me, I will eat it. And mm. I actually just in my, cause my husband says I don't put love into into cooking. I'm like, I just want it to be cooked. You want to be done. Yeah. I just want, want to be table. done. It's not yeah. love. It's like, let's eat. And right. um, to to his point, though, I my my aunt talking to my aunt last week uh, in the DR, she briefly gave me like a, a quick eggplant recipe. And I couldn't remember like the what she told me, but from what I could remember, I put two and two together. And it was kind of like a, an eggplant farm but without the breading because i'm trying to also right. not stay away eat from at, the breading st stay away from the breading and the fried foods and all the all the carbs because hello we're gonna roll out of <laughs> out of quarantine yeah, exactly after, after this and it was so delicious that he and my husband typically never likes to eat leftovers he actually took it to work the next day and i was like oh well, you if you love eggplant, if you, I can give you a quick recipe, easy, I'll go for it. Simple, yeah. <laughs> simple. Um, if you get the, not the big eggplant, the smaller ones, like the, the Japanese eggplant okay. and, um, Jennifer, you're Lebanese. You'll probably know this dish. It's called chef omeshi. So it's the, the, like the top of the, it's like the sheikh of, of meshi. So okay. meshi means stuffed, um, uh, anything that's stuffed. So you'll get the eggplant those uh, Japanese or whatever, the smaller eggplant, cut the tops off, peel them if you like, and then baste them lightly with a little bit of olive oil and stick them in the oven until they're soft. So you're going to roast them a little bit. In the meantime, while that's happening, you're going to, and traditionally those are fried, but we're not going to fry them. We're just going to roast them. So then you're going to get an onion, some ground beef, and some pine nuts. You're going to saute that all together. And you're going to brown the ground beef. You're going to get the olives tender. I mean, the onions uh, sauteed and, and, and translucent. And the, the pine nuts are going to add to that. And they're going to get a little like caramelized at, at the same time. You're going to add a little salt, pepper, maybe a little allspice to that. Then when the, the eggplants are done, when they become soft, you're just going to separate them in the middle and make like a virtual, like a little hole, like a pocket with them. And you're going to stuff this ground beef, meat, and onion, the, the ground beef, onions, and the, the pine nuts and the seasoning, you're going to stuff it into the eggplant. Then you are going to top it with plum tomatoes or crushed tomatoes in a can. Or if you have some fresh tomatoes that are peeled, you add those two as well. Put it back in the oven and let it all bake together. Make a little side of rice or quinoa. And it's like, that sounds the best. so oh good. Oh my God, I'm going Those to... ingredients are very <laughs> Lebanese ingredients. That sounds yes. so good. Yeah, I'm making it. onions yeah. to anything, it sweetens it up. It sweetens mm -hmm. the flavor. And it also gives you so much extra boost of nutrients and, 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 you know, goodness. And it adds so much flavor. So we use a lot of onions and caramelizing onions that way. And that's a really... It's a really easy recipe to put together. You don't use a lot of pots. You know, that's another yeah. thing. When you're cooking all the time, you want things that could come together without in like making, one In like one yeah. place. Minimal dishes. <laughs> Minimal dishes. Exactly. <laughs> like my husband, I was like, please get paper plates. He's like, he's, I mean, 
you would think some some cases sometimes i'm like surprised like he's like he thinks of, he's like you know that's more pollution and i'm like okay whatever but it's more right. dishes like i don't want to wash the dishes right. <laughs> it's more dishes that i have to do so right. um but yeah i mean that that sounds incredibly that sounds delicious so and i'm going yeah. to report back because i will make it next week lentils <laughs> Lentils are. Oh my great. God! Lentils oh are my, my favorite. Also, yeah, yes. we make lentils all kinds of ways, and we have that as a side dish all the time. And we even eat them cold in a salad. So that's a, a really great staple to have in the house too, as well. Um, we've been eating a lot of a lot of um, obviously pasta. Normally, we don't eat that much <laughs> pasta. Uh, you know, but it's a I, comfort food, and I think that you crave it, and it's easy to do, and it's like. You know, you. I know for my family, like I'll put half a pack of spaghetti or whatever, and it's enough to for one dinner. Although there's always leftovers for whatever, right, but, but yeah, it's just easy and it's comforting and it's delicious and it goes with anything. Like literally, it my does. my my son, he's like, don't put anything, just cheese on it, and he'll eat yeah. it just like that. Yeah, pasta. So, oh my god, yes. Well, if um, you like chickpeas, there's a great mm -hmm. recipe. Easy. Saute you, garlic. You hear her. Oil. Everything is easy. I know. <laughs> I'm going to be doing it like, wait, what did Kathy yeah, say? Yeah, I totally yeah. forget. <laughs> but go for it. I want to hear because yeah. I love chickpeas. Yes. So, so saute some garlic and oil. Add a little paprika into that oil. Boil your pasta. In the pasta, while the pasta is boiled, throw a can of chickpeas in there. Drain it off. And then add it to that oil, garlic, and a little hot pepper, even if you like. Add it to that. So it's like, it's in a save a little of that pasta water. Yeah, yes. save a little of that pasta water, and there you go. And it's a great, it's so a great good. dish. Oh yeah, God, simple so and easy, and you get your protein from the chickpeas. That's delicious. Yeah. One of the things that I really am um, extremely fascinated by you is the fact that you have, in some way or form, because um, I want to bring it back a little bit to the, the more professional arena, um, mm -hmm. is that you've made it you've kept your, yourself going despite, yeah. you know, coming off the show, this, you know, you have a book, right. you have mm -hmm. your podcast, you've kept yourself going, um, you know, just, I guess with, with pursuing your passions, your dreams, um, what would you say? Cause I think there's a lot of people, especially now that are finding themselves, you know, between a rock and a hard place or reinventing uh, the business that they started or questioning even where do they go from from here um, right yet you've managed to because in a sense it feels like nothing has really changed other than the amount of the frequency right that you can right. your family in a sense that nothing has really changed for you like what would you say to someone who is you know struggling or finding it difficult to see this as a gift like you said right uh, in the beginning well, I think that um, for me, and in, in being able to pursue the things that I love to do and um, continue to stay relevant um, is because they are, people relate to authenticity. And I know that sounds so cliche and everybody's using that word these days, like to the utmost degree, but you know, there's people that, oh, all of a sudden now I'm going to decorate one house. I'm going to be a, de a decorator. Okay. You know, like, you know, I am now going to be a blogger because I love fashion and, you know, I have a great sense of style or, 
you know, I'm going to be, do this next thing that you, it's great to feel like you want to try different things, but like you need to be authentic in, in the doing, you know, it has to be real, you know, it has to be your path. It could be that I, I hate the word that you say, stay in your lane, because I don't think that we as women and we as people have to stay in our lane, but there has to be truth to that lane. Like you need to know the, the, the direction you're going in and it needs to be authentic. It has to be based on reality. It has to be based somewhere on truth. It can't just be tomorrow. I'm going to decide to be a singer. Well, can you even hold a, like a note? Like, can you even, I don't even know what it's called. Can you even hold a tune? I mean, no, you know, cause I think it looks great and I could do that. No, it's not going to happen. Am I going to be this fitness guru overnight? No, because I hate to exercise, but you know what I mean? I could get endorsements. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's just not going to happen. You have to walk before you can ride, before you can run. And so I think it needs to be based on reality. And people really don't underestimate people's um, ability to see that truth, you know? Uh, I think that's so, I mean, like you hit the nail right on the head. And I yeah. think that, you know, working in this field, you either, you're, you have to, number one, you have to love it. Mm -hmm. either you love it or you hate it. You, it, it, right. it, it can never be, um, there can never be a gray area because this uh, turns into a lot of work very right. quickly. And you have to be so in love with it that it never feels like work for you, number one. And number two, the minute that you fake it um, is the minute that, you know, <laughs> Uh, like exactly. alert alert the press or alert because oh, it is it's out there on wild like wild like wildfire because then people will 1000% hold you to what you said or what you did for, mm -hmm. for, and they will never let that go right and Absolutely. um you're better off being true authentic real and being unapologetic about it and that may not always be being perceived as the nicer person, um, you know, and, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. Okay. And then the other thing is too, <laughs> the other thing is too, people say, oh, all of a sudden you're doing this, this, and this. No. Um, maybe I haven't shared it, but I've been doing Don't this you love that? a long time, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, oh, all of a sudden she's got a podcast. What does she no. know about doing this, this, and this? You know what? I've been working at this whole, like, for instance, becomes a parent and now all of a sudden you're writing a parenting book and the, the baby is nine months old. Um, <laughs> you have no clue what it, what it is to be a parent. You know, you, you need to scale that back and say, my days of being a new mom and what it's like, maybe that's the approach you take. Don't talk about being a parent because you have no clue what it's like to be a parent. Or I'm a relationship expert, just got married. No, you have no idea about being a relationship expert. You know, you know, it's just like decorates one house. Now I'm a designer. No, it doesn't happen like that. You need to put the experience in and you need to show the hard work. People need to see the hard work that's put into and people need to see the failures too. I love I love the parenting yeah. expert part. Yeah. That is so true. And it's it's uh, it's funny because I used to be a teacher before I started right. in this mm -hmm. field. And I would, you know, I would from the you know, from my mouth out, 
would give advice to the parents, right, about mm -hmm. how to cope and deal with their children because I studied psychology right. for four years. And sure. they, would, they would look at me like I had 10 heads, like this girl is going to tell me right. what to do. And it didn't click or register until I had my until own children. Until you became a parent. Because that's right. the truth. But it wasn't even yeah. with the first. With the first, I struggled the entire time. Like the first two years, I was like, no one told me. Like no one told right. me this. No, no one told me any of this but then with right. my second i was able to start to enjoy being a parent and see because i was i was a neurotic with my first one i made myself sure sick i you know i would um alcohol rub everything alcohol. had to be sterilized every, every everything no oh my sugar. oh my god yeah. for god for, i would make him these um this homemade baby food that my husband would right. be like disgusted by and i'm like well it's all organic and it's handmade right. and i i picked those and vegetables yeah. and i cooked <laughs> it and i oh my god and uh, that was <laughs> and that's all that mattered and meanwhile my kid was starving like he was literally oh, yeah. starving and it was like yeah okay get up get on with your organic self he needs to eat give that kid a right. of pizza <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> the baby's crying and the kid's crying and yeah. oh no no, I have fresh cut up fruit. No, give the kid damn lollipop and shut up. You know. Like, I mean, yeah. enough already. Yeah. Like it's gonna happen. Until yeah. you're like knee deep, you don't know what it, you don't what know. you're gonna be resorted to. I had no sleep last night. This one was colic. You know what? I don't care. Put the video, put the Barney tape in. <laughs> And that's it, like, <laughs> you know. Oh my God, I know. Yeah, it, it's it's really it, it, it's a it's a real it's a real roller coaster, that's for sure. It but is. I, I but I love that um, you reiterate the fact that you know you you got to put the experience behind your talk because at the end of the day, that is what will sustain. Um, and you've proven that. I mean, you have maintained you know relevancy throughout your career, which is really. Um, just refreshing to see because again, it's rooted oh, on you. realness. Um, I wanted to switch gears before we go mm -hmm. because you did, you did something really interesting at the end of your podcast, which I love. Uh -huh. So I okay. wanted to have you answer okay. those questions if you don't mind. Oh, um, I love that. Um, what do you love to eat? What would be your favorite? I love, I, I really love to cook seasonally. So when, when I go to the market, I see what's, that's what inspires my meals. So I love to have whatever's the freshest at the market and whatever's in season. Like now that it's springtime and, so, you know, around the, we're in spring. Springtime, but it's freezing. Okay. Yeah, it's still freezing <laughs> in New Jersey. But um, I love to have like freshest vegetables like right now like when I go to the market I'll see whatever's fresh and I love that and fresh fruit my, my all-time favorite fruit is like mangoes I love mangoes oh my god to eat. yeah are we are we like uh, the same person you I know, know right? mangoes yeah. are my absolute favorite yeah. also and there's so many different kinds of the DR that are just like so delicious I had the yeah. the privilege of going to on a press trip actually a few years ago to Nevis and uh -huh. I discovered that there's 48 types of different mangoes types wow in Nevis. i didn't know that and we went in time for the mango festival oh, so every awesome. restaurant that you went every dish was based on ma i mean i ate mangoes oh my God, that's for great. five days straight but it was um, it was a i had a mango martini i had so a mango good. creme brulee so Oh Yum. my god delicious I have to try that oh my god creme brulee oh yeah. my god it was yes. unbelievable. It was unbelievable yeah so 
and I love fresh fruits and things like that. So that's, but I do love my, my all time like thing. I could eat it every single day is pizza. So I'm going to get real. You know? 100%. Let's yeah. get real. Pizza. This is real yeah. talk. Exactly. Yes. Really? You're a pizza lover? I didn't know that. Obsessed Me? with pizza. Oh, Jennifer. Obsessed. Yeah. Really? Obsessed yeah. with pizza. Mm. I can eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Me I too. Out of the eat. fridge cold. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, well, this is, you know, I, I said, my, don't mind the fact that you cook amazing dishes, but pizza will do it for you. I'm like really yes. amazed by that. Like, yeah. Like yesterday I cooked all day. I made homemade uh, tagliatelle with my mom and my sister and my family. We all did it together. And I made homemade, you know, like Sunday sauce with meatballs and meat and all that. And my husband walks in with two pizzas from our pizzeria. <laughs> now I could have pizza anytime you were, anytime you put but everything else down and you were like, I was like okay yeah throw me a slice no problem <laughs> i'm good can't that's resist a, it that's amazing yeah. um, i'm like that with garlic bread like oh, i cannot resist too. like anything that oh and i because people everywhere is made differently right and um yeah that's like my little a little bit of a i love that too. i love that if you could live anywhere where would it be well, I'm, I, I do love living in New Jersey and I'm, and I'm okay with it. But if I could live anywhere realistically, I think that I'd love to live um, in Italy in the, on the Amalfi Coast. Yeah, of course. Italy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anywhere near water. Anywhere near water. Yeah, where yeah. there's a beach and, you know, and I just love that the climate in that region of Italy, they really never gets below like... 45 degrees, you know, at rarely. And if it does, it's like for a day. Yeah. If palm trees exist year round, then that's the place that I want to live. You know, it's just yeah. the most beautiful landscape that I've ever been to in my entire life. So I really, you know, I love that area of Italy. It is gorgeous. That's one mm -hmm. of my, uh, on my bucket list. Yeah, and my um, family lives there too, so that makes it even, oh, you know, even better. No. Yeah. 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 You, you have like the perfect excuse to go visit. So that's Yeah, amazing. yeah. Um, you spoke a little bit about this before, but let's just, uh, for the sake of, um, continuing the questions, what do you love or love to indulge in? So I love being with family and friends and great conversation and lingering meals. Uh, I love the, the, the human connection. I really, that's the, that's the most happiest I am is when I have a house full of people and we're all getting along and we're all indulging on one another's company and the great food that's prepared. And it doesn't have to be anything fancy either. It could just be simple food done right. Um, it's more in the lingering and um, the more in, in the feeling of nurturing that I get from feeding people and the response that I see on their faces, just that community together. I really love that. Well, you can let your husband know that I've been in quarantine since I met you. So am I allowed back? <laughs> am I allowed back? back. Anytime right. soon. Yeah. <laughs> Family dinner. Family know, dinner. Right? For sure. Sure. When, as soon as I'm so excited, I made him open the pool because I'm just yearning for, I figured we could have friends over, but they'll stay at a distance because the yard is big, but at least I'll see people's faces instead yeah. of, you know, feel their energy physically instead yeah. of like virtually yeah, you know? this is, yeah this is this will never compensate for right. you know, actual physical yeah. human connection right 
Exactly. Are, is there anything that we can look forward to coming out, you know, coming from you? Are you working on anything that we can know about that you can share with us? Yeah, I'm working towards doing more um, on, you know, uh, visual cooking with, with my with my social media people or uh, starting my own channel and, you know, doing a lot more instructional uh, cooking and teaching people how to cook. I really do. And how to things, you know, I love to, I've started, I've always done it, but I've done doing it more uh, DIY. I've always done that since I was a kid. I did DIY, all kinds of stuff. That's the environment I grew up in. So um, I did redo a few pieces of furniture, restored a few pieces of furniture while I've been home in quarantine. Um, so I like to teach people, you know, and so there'll be more of that. I'm working on a channel and instructional cooking and teaching people how to cook and feel more comfortable in the kitchen. So that's what's coming next. And it'll be a component of the podcast as well. What can't you do? Like, um, <laughs> what, what, what happened when you told us that you, oh, oh there's gosh. a lot of things. I hate paperwork. <laughs> I hate paperwork, but it, 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 it's something that I can work with my hands. I love, I love to uh, get in there and get my hands dirty. And so, uh, you know, I do teach a class. I do have a, um, I partnered with a cooking school down in Memphis um, called Remington college. And Very we cool. opened up a, Kathy Wakili's Real Culinary Kitchen. So I teach basic skills to culinary students. Um, it's a nonprofit school. So I really love that too, offering a program to people that don't have um, the means to afford a very, very expensive culinary school. This That's amazing. It helps people get into the culinary world. And, and, and it's, there's a place for everyone in the restaurant business or the culinary world. It's an easy occupation to fall into if you like to um if you want to learn a skill and that's Listen, this a really is, great thing but this is how sad my my mom owns restaurants and has catered okay. her she's that's what she does for a living right and i think it's because i was always forced to be in the kitchen that i i right. just developed this resistance to it sure. um and it's kind of like her she's she's like that's the one thing i'm most ashamed of you <laughs> and the fact that you cannot be in that kitchen i called i called her last night to make um oh my god rice pudding lord uh -huh. help me i'm not even gonna yeah. spare just I'll, I'll spare you the details it was awful i burned it it was it was yeah it was <laughs> really bad um but how can people find you how can people uh you know look up amazing your amazing recipes how can people find your book if you could share with them uh that would so, be great yeah Oh, thank you. So you can find me on my social medias at Kathy Wakili. It's K-A-T-H-Y-W-A-K-I-L-E. Um, it's the same on Facebook, same on um, Instagram, same on Twitter. Um, my website is KathyWakiliDesserts.com. And uh, I also have my Instagram at Indulge by Kathy Wakili for the podcast. And my podcast is Eat, Live, Love, Indulge. You could find it in the link in my socials, but you could also find it wherever you get your, your uh, podcasts download. And I'll be sharing all that stuff. And soon I'll have my, my YouTube channel up and where people be able to cook along with me. That's amazing. So, Thank you so much yeah. for your time today, yes. Thank you. Thanks so much. I can't much. wait to make that eggplant recipe. I'm going to try that. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah.